Hey there, this is Tim Moss from Artists Exposed with Tim Moss, and you're listening to Gay News America. Oh, I am so excited. Oh, I think I just wet myself. Hmm. Hello, hello, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Artists Exposed with me, Tim Moss. Yay. This week, I talked to Eris, my buddy. He's been on my show before, and he's got a new CD out called Pulse. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview and the music of Eris. Hey, this is Eris, and you're listening to Artists Exposed with Tim Moss.
Welcome back to Artists Exposed with Tim Moss. We were just listening to Fallen Blind by my guest, Eris. How are you? I'm great, Tim. Thanks for having me back. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. And you are welcome back anytime. Awesome. I will be back often. Okay. I look forward to that. We always have a good time. Yes, we do. You never know what to expect. Squirrels, birds. Yes, right. Cold, hot. Yes, last time I believe uh, it had just become spring. Yes, uh, after a long winter. That's why the squirrels. Yeah, it wasn't quite warm yet, though. And But we, uh-huh. we were fighting for that park trip, and uh, we shivered and were attacked by squirrels. Uh, yes. Spring of 2014, I believe that's oh, what it yeah, was. Oh, yeah, was that yeah. when it was? Yeah. Yeah, because... Good old times, back <laughs> way back when. I will always remember horny squirrels when I think of you. Oh... <laughs> Well, I think you might be the only person who says that. <laughs> Hopefully. But, uh, yes, and, we're, and oddly enough, we're back in Union Square again. Yes, right back to where it all started. Exactly. We've come full circle. I love that. I love it. So, tell us a little bit about Fallen Blind. That was your second CD, which was Twilight Revival. Yeah, that's the last single off uh, Twilight Revival, which uh-huh. was my second album. And uh, it's the moodiest track on the album and uh, has an accompanying music video which uh, costs a little bit of buzz because of the erotic imagery that Uh is showcased in it, uh, which was not meant to be offensive in any way, but just kind of like a a daydream and uh, exploring sexuality and, Uh you know, bisexuality, homosexuality, uh, things of that nature. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that's what happened there, and that, that video is on YouTube in case anyone is curious to check that out. Well, I'm sure they're curious now. So they can just look up Eris, right? And it's it's Paris without the P. Yes, uh, <laughs> and so if you uh, search for Eris, Fallen Blind, that will come up. And uh, it's not safe for work. There's so NS, good NSFW. Morning. Good So morning. just be careful if you're at work, you know, just... <laughs> Just want to look behind your back just to make sure no one's watching, or you're, you're, you might get in trouble. People will be confused. They'll wonder what you're watching and why you're watching it at work. Yeah, but see, that that's what gets me about America. Well, there's a lot of things about our American society that gets me. But one of the things is is sex. Everybody's like so hung up on sex, like it's filthy, dirty, or something like that. And good God, none of us would be here if it wasn't for sex. Yeah, it's very strange, but it's very typical. Uh, you know, the puritanical roots of America and uh-huh. sort of that weird thing where we're obsessed with it, but we make it a taboo. Um, and where it's normal to see guns and violence right. and explosions and blood and limbs being severed. And but God forbid we see a nipple. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh no, I saw a penis. Uh-oh. My life is over now. Um, I don't I don't really get it. Um you know, both my parents are from European lineage, so uh-huh. I was I was brought up in that way where, you know, nudity was never really uh, made into a taboo. Yeah, um, and that's very and cool. also, quite frankly, nudity is is separate from sexuality in a way. Uh, you know, sexuality is the act of arousal, and you know, uh, nudity is just you're just naked sometimes. You know, you're born yeah, right. naked, you die naked, you run around naked, swim naked. Right. Doesn't mean you're having sex. Absolutely. Yeah. I was naked this morning when I took a shower. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm ashamed about showering without shorts on. No, that's not true. That'd be so weird if that was true. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, now, you're from New York originally, from Brooklyn? Yeah, born and raised in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which yes. is South Brooklyn. 
Yes, that's right. And I was out there like last month for a rehearsal, and I didn't realize that we could have got together and had some coffee or something. It's okay. I'll catch you next time. Okay. You know, uh, I I'm I'm still learning how to use Facebook Live. Uh huh. So I sometimes don't realize things are actually live. Yeah. I know that sounds yeah. silly since that's the name of the the feature. But, uh, yeah, so just trying to figure out, like, how to get in touch with people while they're on Facebook Live is, uh-huh. uh... Uh, I just found out that you can subscribe. I didn't realize this. So you you can subscribe to people so that that way when they go live, you're notified. I haven't done it yet. I'm still trying to um, get my own live stream uh-huh. uh, right, which is just my own day-to-day life, not on social media. Yeah, like just live, right. <laughs> just to be live, just to live. Once I figure that out, then I'll start putting it on Facebook. But I'm not quite there yet, but maybe soon. Also, my phone needs uh, an update. It's yeah. a, little, a little outdated. doesn't know anything about live right now, so... but. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I look forward to, to broadcasting uh-huh. soon. Wonderful. Well, I look forward to that, too. Um, so tell us, now, you, your mother, I know, had a lot of, influenced you a lot in life. Can you tell us a little bit about her and her influence? Yes, definitely. Um, my mother uh, toured in the 1960s and 70s as a belly dancer and uh, always loved music. And from the youngest age that I can remember, um, always played music in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of world sounds, Middle nice. Eastern music, uh, a lot of Motown, doo-wop, a lot of classic rock. And since, uh, I don't know, I was a toddler, I remember growing up not only with music uh, in the house, but also these photos of her performing uh, from when she used to tour. And it was always something that I looked up to and admired and I always felt drawn to music because of that and uh, like my world was opened up because of her and uh, as the years went on and I started taking things seriously and I wanted to go into music she was very very supportive uh, I think she's uh, she had been in almost every live show I had done um, and definitely encouraged me to pursue things fully and always uh, follow my dreams most definitely yeah very cool and uh, now also, when you first discovered or realized or came to the acceptance of your sexuality, of being gay, what was their reaction, your parents' reaction? Uh, my father was no longer in the picture at that point, oh, okay. so we're going to assume his reaction would have been disapproval. Okay. Probably. Uh, he's a, you know, a first-generation Greek immigrant from an okay. old-world background, so that's that case. Yeah. Uh, my mom was completely accepting and um, loving and understanding and, you know, never made uh, any sort of uh, issue out of it at all. In fact, um, uh, always encouraged me to be myself no matter what that meant. And nice. uh, love no matter who I loved. Uh-huh. Just to love. Oh, man, that's beautiful. That sound, she sounds like an incredible woman. She was. Unfortunately, she, uh, she passed um, at the, uh, the end of 2012, mm-hmm. right after Hurricane Sandy. But uh, I love talking about her in interviews, keeping her yeah. alive, and always... Uh, you know, uh, propagating her legacy, which was musical and adventurous and also a legacy uh-huh. of love. So, yeah. Well, again, she sounds like she really lived life. Yes, and I, uh, I do have photos to prove it, uh-huh. so I, I love that. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was no video back in the day and no Facebook Live right. back in the yeah, 70s, because right. I would love to see some live clips of my mom belly dancing, but uh-huh. I have a very active imagination, so uh-huh. stay there. <laughs> so you're, her artistic ability uh, was transferred to you because the, the thing that I love and like like Twilight Revival is you just have like this I, I don't know I've, I've interviewed a lot of LGBT artists and you are, were like the only 
alternative rock LGBT singer that I, I really came across, and that's why I just you it stood out. It was just so cool. Where did that? Who were some of your inspirations? Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm sure there must be a couple other gay grunge rockers out there <laughs> somewhere. They're doing their thing. Um, uh, the inspiration, definitely. I was always, I felt like a rocker at heart. I always uh-huh. listened to rock music growing up. Um, my informative years in my teens, definitely uh, listened to a lot of alternative rock on the radios. It was the 90s. So the yeah. 90s music scene was, you know, uh, fruitful for that sort of yeah, music. absolutely. Alternative was popular, and rock was pop, and uh, bands were not tuned. They were, there was no auto-tune yet, or at right. least it hadn't been absolutely. widely used, and uh, authenticity was celebrated. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time, and it impacted me uh, f- uh, very much so. So when I started making my own music and tried to find what my voice was and what my sonic scape that I was going to paint in was... Um, you know, and mind you, I do hop all over the place a little bit. Rock, pop, soul, dance, folk. Um, but at my core, I, I, I connect with rock. It's raw, it's emotional, uh, it's in your face. It can be very vulnerable, but still edgy at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my album, Twilight Revival, uh, definitely is an alternative rock album. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's where you, you hear that come out the most on, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. So you just kind of went with your gut. Yeah, you know, I never uh, set out necessarily to create something because I want to make a rock song. Right. I just write a song, and uh-huh. then... Uh, right, make a demo where I'm kind of trying to figure yeah. out what the melody is and what it needs to sound like, and then the song tells me what it wants to be. Is it nice. is it a dance song? Is it a rock song? Is it a uh-huh. combination of both those things? Uh, does it have a reggae vibe? Uh, so I always go with that gut feeling and uh-huh. um, just let the music take me where it wants. Well, we're going to get into your process of songwriting in a little while but first let's take a break and let's take a listen to a song off of your new new project or your newest cd which is called pulse Let, we'll take a listen to is this the first single that was released off of that reborn yes okay yeah this is the first single uh and it was released at the end of last year after i successfully kick-started uh the pulse album okay and uh yeah We'll talk about that as well in just a few minutes. But first, let's take a listen to Aris singing Reborn. Hey, this is Aris, and you're listening to Artists Exposed with Tim Moss.
This is Tim Moss from Artists Exposed with Tim Moss, and you are listening to Gay News America. Enjoy. Welcome back to Artists Exposed with Tim Moss. We were just listening to Reborn by my special guest, Eris. Yay! I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> so tell us, tell us a little bit about the song, Reborn. Uh, I wrote Reborn about a year or so ago, maybe a year and change. And I had just met someone who I was completely head over heels with uh-huh. and was feeling all those things that you first feel when you meet someone. Yeah. You know, the sky is brighter and food tastes better and uh, everything is, is suddenly uh, more interesting and, you know, uh, everything's brighter and lighter and it's feeling good. Um, and that's kind of the, the uh, lyrical content of the song mm-hmm. is... Uh, exclamation of how much life has changed since meeting this new person and how essentially uh, the old you died and you've been reborn through knowing and loving this new person. Um, and I released the the promo single Reborn um, at the, the end of last year. Uh-huh. Uh, I had put up a Kickstarter campaign to crowdsource for my new album, Pulse, <clears throat> in the beginning of 2015. And, and this was to raise money to pay for the production of your of the entire CD. Correct. Uh, I'm uh, independent uh-huh. still. Right. Uh, you know, rocking the indie world. And uh-huh. uh, I had in the past my previous two albums had funded myself and also funded a good portion of Pulse myself. Uh, let's not mistake that, but needed a little help to get over the hump and to make sure that the album that I was going to put out was as good as it could be, that uh, it sounded as big as I wanted it to, and that I didn't have to declare bankruptcy after, (laughs) which we'll see if that happens or not. Um, But yeah, uh, so uh, I was uh, very, very grateful that uh, about a hundred strong army uh, stepped up to the plate and believed in what I was doing, and a lot of these people obviously are friends and fans, but at least half of them uh, were people that I had never spoken to before, wow, who just, for, you know, first found me and 
from some reason believed in what I was doing enough That's to so cool. to contribute to a project that they couldn't hear and couldn't see and might not get for another year right. or more after right. that. And uh, it really gave me a wings to uh, not only make this album everything it could be, but to understand that uh, you know uh, my work is valued. That uh, you know, I've, I'm always going to make music, even if no one's listening. But that there is an audience out there that's uh, interested and eager to hear what I have to do, uh, what I'm putting out next, and um, it gave me the wings to really uh, put an even more of myself into the project. Yeah. And and uh, I had more to prove, really, because a hundred people already bought the album, uh-huh. so, that's so it had to be somewhat good or I was going to have to disappoint them and I didn't want that yeah there's a certain amount of accountability too that you you, it would push you further because you don't want to disappoint most definitely and it did and um, in a way that was very good for me and it also ended up being good for my kickstarters because originally I set out to make an album with around 10 tracks and maybe two or three bonus tracks and the actual uh, album ended up having 14 tracks and on the kickstarter edition they get an extra six bonus tracks so lots of music to hear and to appreciate and uh, you know especially because everyone was so patient I wanted to make sure that they had enough to listen to to keep them going for a while absolutely now um, the 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 crowdsourcing how how do how did you find that process how did you was it um, difficult was it not was it uh, just some of your thoughts on that real quick. Uh, I first discovered crowdsourcing, uh, just, you know, watching how the indie music scene was utilizing it. I had seen a couple artists, uh, that I knew successfully launch campaigns. Um, uh, Steve Grant had a successful Kickstarter. Uh, Paula Cole actually had one as well for an album she put up, uh, out a couple of years ago. And so I had watched this, uh, shift and saw that there will there were people that were willing to value music and mm-hmm. to motivate behind a project as opposed to what I thought was happening which is no one wanted to buy music anymore which is still kind of true <laughs> a lot of people don't but there there is a segment of uh, of consumers that does respect music as uh, a value uh, and an art form that should be valued so uh, I launched uh, and there's always an apprehension when you launch a Kickstarter in particular because if you don't get the amount you're looking for, mm-hmm. if you hit it, like if you get 100 below it or 50 below it, you don't get anything. Right. So right. it's really stressful Yeah. for exactly. however long you choose. I think my campaign was about two months. Uh-huh. Uh, so for 60 days, I was very stressed out yeah. and um, also very excited. Every time, you know, anyone uh, bought a copy of the album or one of the perks, which ranged anywhere from um, you know signed CDs uh, to a piece of art uh-huh. to uh, a photo shoot all these different things uh, anytime anyone contributed it was like a party you yeah. know and then the stress came back and I realized oh god I have to still you know I have 80% more to raise I have 70% yeah, right. more but in those right. final hours it all came together and uh, I was able to raise oh, I think 103% so that uh that, that made the cut, and I was able to do everything I wanted to, which was fantastic. And um, I, I believe that the album um, 
shows that, and it's it's sonic creation. It sounds it doesn't sound rich, but it sounds lush. And uh, one thing that I wanted to budget toward that I didn't have the money to do on my own, but thanks to my Kickstarter that I was able to do, is to make sure that live strings were on pretty much every track. Oh, nice. So we got strings together, the arrangement brought in, uh, you know, a violinist and a cellist, Sweet. and was able to make these recordings not just pretty, but really beautiful. Yeah. Um, so... That was very helpful. And then, you know, making music is not cheap, so Absolutely. that budget went very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The consumer may or may not know this, but a song could cost anywhere from a couple of hundred to a couple of hundred thousand dollars exactly. to produce, depending Absolutely. on who's working on it. Absolutely. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, there are 14 on the record, so you do yeah. the math, you'll yeah, see exactly. how much I spent and on what. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, and then there's all the little things too the mixing the mastering the engineering so yes people just don't have a clue of what it takes to create art seriously so now what what is your do you have like a process when you're about to start writing and or does it just come to you randomly like songs uh, it, it always comes to me randomly and I have a process because otherwise random it would just be a bunch of like phrases that I wouldn't uh-huh. actually have any songs um Occasionally I'll get a line, occasionally I'll get a chorus, Uh occasionally a whole song will come to me, but my process is always to catalog, so anytime I hear anything in my head, I get it out of my head. I try to have audio recordings of everything, and then slowly, as things simmer in my head, and things, uh, maybe I'm dealing with something, I'm going through a breakup, so Uh then a song that is related to that starts to take on more depth Uh and fills out, and then... Um, then I get to the process, uh, point in the process rather, where it, the idea goes from concept to fully ex- being fully uh-huh. executed, and that, that's different depending on the song. Uh, sometimes it's as simple as just you know getting together uh, an acoustic recording. Sometimes it's a full band recording or you know a dance uh-huh. recording. Right. And sometimes that process changes after the song is recorded, and then you hear right. what it is and you digest it. And you're like, all right, well, that line maybe wasn't so good. Let's uh-huh. switch it with this, or maybe I yeah. should write another hook here. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's complex for me, and it changes uh, depending on the project. This uh-huh. project in particular, um, it was was a little different than my other projects because when I started out, I knew I wanted to make an album that was pr- predominantly a dance album. Uh-huh. So uh, having yeah, a which con- which was a complete departure from your earlier stuff. Yeah, a good portion of a departure for sure. I mean, there were some dance elements on the last album, but uh-huh. it was it was a rock album, and this is definitely it has the intention of being a dance album. And um, so you you approached it with that intent, most definitely. Uh-huh. And so uh, beats were everything. You know, uh-huh. it was very important that. Every track, even if it was going to be a slower jam, had a beat that would move the body. Um, Also, most of the songs on the album are love songs, which are upbeat love songs, Uh or, uh, uh, you know, contemplatory. I think that's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Where I'm contemplating love. Um, As opposed to my last album, which were a bunch of breakup songs, you know. Uh So, So, just that approach with, all right, I want to write uplifting music that has... Uh, a dance beat, but is also complex and interesting and spiritual and dynamic. Those yeah. are kind of like the spices that I took into the kitchen to work with. Those so are some great combinations, right? There. And that was the process, and that's what happened on this recording. Um, and so, yeah, that's the process changed this time. Only in that, um, I 
I really knew that the end process had to be a certain thing. That, you know, it had to be pretty much a sequence that played beginning to end. That, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe there wasn't a need to skip a track. And that there weren't a lot of ballads. Uh, In fact, there ended up only being two kind of ballads on the album out of 14 tracks. And that uh, the intensity and the energy... Uh, kind of uh, it, it, it spiked and it ebbed and it flowed but it was consistent and it didn't die off mm-hmm. by the end so that was uh, that was the process this time well let's take a listen to the newest single that is being released which is called The Music and it's off of the CD Pulse by my guest Eris um, and you can find out everything Eris everything about Eris at Eris dot fm that's a r i s dot fm so please sit back and relax or get up and dance to the music hey this is aris and you're listening to artists exposed with tim moss Set me free. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Artists Exposed with Tim Moss. We were just listening to the music off of the CD Pulse by my guest, Eris. Yay! It's one of my favorite tracks on the album. Um, and more. I think the reason that for that is uh, it really encapsulates the intention that I took into the recording and the writing process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a song that uh, is inspired by 90s house, and uh, it has this element to it uh, where it's basically just a bunch of vocals that are layered, but it's meant to sound like a choir. Mm-hmm. So 90s house, choir... Uh, empowerment yeah. anthem about liberating, liberating yourself through music and dancing. Uh-huh. Um, I, I love the layers. That's so cool. It definitely was fun to create this song, and uh, it is it's my own personal anthem when I'm feeling down. I mean, the first line of the song is, "In my head and my chest, I was feeling depressed. I was lost. Um, kind of like, and I will survive of sorts." Yeah. Uh, you're lost and then you're found through music through a song through connecting through a concert and uh, so yeah I'm I'm looking forward to releasing this as the second single we've got remixes that are currently in the works uh, which range from the the house vibe to more of a contemporary dance vibe and uh, I'm also working on a music video project for this which is going to feature it's a New York video so it's going to feature uh, a lot of it's a New York love story so to speak uh-huh. a lot of New York street scenes Very a lot cool. of New York uh, artists and musicians uh, uh-huh. out on the town having a night out um, and so that will be dropping uh, mid-September probably uh-huh. the video will be in October and uh, I'm going to be promoting the Pulse album for about a year mm-hmm. uh, or so we've got a deluxe edition coming out probably around Christmas with a couple bonus mm-hmm. tracks and uh, yeah, just doing live shows and uh, taking the recordings and reinterpreting them with a band and getting uh-huh. out there and uh, connecting. And you know, the great thing about this album, as opposed to my last album, it's going to be really fun to perform. It's not sad songs that people yeah. are going to—they feel it and they're uh-huh. they're in it and they're you know crying or getting yeah. the vibes, the vapors. But people will actually hopefully feel like they're at a dance party and that's right. that's the intention this time right. around and um, that, that's a different energy at a, at a performance is when you see people getting up and dancing and that also feeds your energy too totally and you know uh, life is so complex and the world is rough right now yeah. and uh, what we need more than anything is just to be unified and to have good times together and to be lifted awesome. by music and by entertainment and um, so hopefully I can contribute a bit of that uh, on the the promo tour that I'm working on. That's wonderful. Now, also, going back to um, the first single, which was Reborn, uh, now there's been several remixes of that that have been released as well, correct? Yes, actually, uh, today... Uh, which this will not air on today, so I should say before <laughs> a today. Weeks ago, <laughs> yes, weeks prior, uh, I released the uh, maxi single for Reborn through uh-huh. my website exclusively, uh, which has all the remixes. Uh, there's four total, um, which take the song, which at its heart is a, a dance song, which has some contemporary string elements, mm-hmm. rock elements, and then the remixes take it more to the club floor um, nice. a lot more techno uh, influenced uh, one remix in particular has uh, a whole separate string arrangement that we did with uh, the string group nice. and it's just it's 
one of my favorites to listen to because it's just so lush. And uh, that's probably going to be kind of what happens for every single for this album is uh, we put out the single and then we put out mm, three or four or five remixes mm-hmm. and then move on to the next one. So nice. you should probably see that happening soon with cool. the music as well. Um, but uh, the maxi single will be up on my website uh, uh-huh. until the end of time now and uh, the reason I've chosen to do it that way as opposed to just doing it on iTunes um, I discovered that I could uh, eliminate kind of uh, the middleman middle a little man. bit yeah. and be able to retain a little bit more of the royalties Good. and get the music out faster so if I have something that I made today I can have it out later today Excellent. and uh, I can edit it too which I'm an editor so it's good <laughs> that I could swap it out if I want to change it so yeah uh, that's on my website at aris.fm and uh, more will be coming wonderful oh my gosh I'm so excited for you thank this you. is so cool thank you I'm I'm trying to be excited but I haven't had coffee today so yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm smiling but it's a it's a calm smile yes but you also just got your belly full we grabbed a bite yes. to eat a little while ago yes that's another reason that uh, I sound like I'm a little sleepy I'm digesting <laughs> a cheeseburger and fries but I'm with you I'm here so now tell us about a couple a couple of uh, Appearances you've got coming up. One is Madonna worship. Yeah, every year at the Stonewall, there's this annual uh, benefit concert called Madonna Worship, uh, where a bunch of musicians, singers, performers get together and reinterpret Madonna classics. Um, I did it for the first time last year, and I had a blast. I can't wait to go back again this year um, on Saturday, August 13th. Uh, it's all night. I'm not sure what time I'm going to be on yet. Probably around 8 or 9. Um, and, uh, you know, reinterpret a classic. I have not decided which yet. I was just going to ask you. Which uh-huh. I have not that much time to figure it out, so hopefully <laughs> I can pull this together. But uh, it will be something uh, fun. And it will be something uh, that's not too obscure, but also is not too popular. That's uh-huh. generally the, the, like the little that. niche I end up uh-huh. in. Uh, and then later on this fall, uh, I've, I've just started rehearsing and putting together um, my debut live show for the Pulse nice. album, which is going to be on Saturday, October 15th at 9.30 p.m. at the Triad, which is on the Upper West Side at 72nd, uh, 72nd Street. Um, it's a beautiful venue. Uh, a great, great stage, uh, great sound system, and I'm really looking forward to finally being able to perform uh, the bulk of my Pulse, Pulse album live with the band. And we're gonna we're gonna be experimenting with some new elements for a live show for me, nice. which uh, generally I tend to perform kind of like in, as an acoustic set or more of like a, just a rock band and very straightforward. But we're gonna be utilizing some more. Uh, projective elements so some video projections we're going to have maybe a dance interlude or two and just some some surprises Mm -hmm. uh and i believe we will also be recording the show that night for an upcoming multimedia release so i'm super excited i just have to get my acting gear and figure out exactly what's happening and how it's (laughs) happening and what i'm going to wear and all that that's part of the process yes (laughs) yes so i'm super excited about that and um can't confirm it yet, but I also am currently trying to schedule some appearances outside of New York uh, along the East Coast and possibly a California appearance sometime within the next six months. So stay tuned as always. Uh, everything will be posted to my social media and my website. Yes, and your website again is 
www.aris.fm. Okay, Aris. That's Paris without the P. Yes, it, it's better that way. It's better without the P, for sure. Not into water sports, are we, huh? No comment. Oh, my goodness. Well, again, I thank you so much. I appreciate your coming on this show. I always have such a good time talking to you. Now, you, you've you been uh, every year at the LGBT Expo here in New York City at the Javits Center. I um, host the Video Lounge, and you have been my guest there a couple times. Yes, and it's always so fun that. getting to see you at the uh, LGBT Expo. Um, it's It's... Always, it's. It, it, I used to consider it Gay Christmas. It was my Gay yeah. Christmas because it was such an unbelievable festival of sights and sounds. Um, I'm a little long in the tooth now, so to speak, as I've been going for 13 years. So, um, but I look forward to seeing you there again. And yeah. oh God, will it be 2017 by then? Good Lord! Wow! Wow! Yes, um, and yes, I probably. I may or may not still be promoting Pulse by then, so we'll chat more about it and whatever's now, going on. Interesting, because this has absolutely nothing to do with Pulse nightclub in Orlando. You know, and it's I'm glad that you brought this up. Um, I actually released my album Pulse uh, seven days before the sh- uh, maybe eight days before the shooting, oh uh, and so when it happened. I was so taken aback for so many different reasons. Uh, you know, obviously the, the, the serendipity of the situation yeah. is so unusual. Um, and then also just trying to figure out, like, how do I go forward? How do I, how do I have an album named Pulse yeah. when you know fifty people were just massacred at a club named Pulse? And how do I rectify the two? Uh, and it took about a week of just you know prayer and introspection and letting uh, the dust settle. But I decided. Uh, my first thought was I'm going to shelf the album or rename the oh, album, goodness. which would have been really the wrong idea. Yeah, yeah. And uh, ultimately what I decided to do instead was um, to donate all the proceeds from the title track to the victims and, nice. Nice. you know, rededicate the album uh, to the families and just to that message of love and unifying love and um, just be bolder in asserting my own identity and... Uh, being proud of who I am and utilizing the platform to bring joy to people and yeah. uh, not cowering and being scared or uh, letting sadness take something that could be nice and you Absolutely. know cloud it. So Absolutely. strangely that happened and uh, so yes, uh, the the title track Pulse will um, uh, will be donating the proceeds in perpetuity to whatever fund is uh, currently nice. uh, the most uh, widely used. Whatever one is the most reputable, that's where the proceeds will be going. Yep. And um, it's on sale uh, on iTunes and Amazon and all all those places where you'd expect it to be. Well, that is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Now, we're going to take this out with the song Love. Can you tell us about who the song, or a little bit about the song and who it features? Totally. Uh, this is my favorite track on the album, and it's the opening track. Uh, the song is called Love. Uh, parentheses. Thank you. It's weird <laughs> saying that. It reads better than it writes. Um, or writes better than it reads. Uh, one or the other. Um, it features uh, one of my favorite musicians, Paula Cole. And I, I 
have some experience in the past working with Paula. We got to uh, sing a duet of her song I Believe in Love together a couple years back, which was just an amazing experience. And um, after that night, I was so inspired by singing that song with her that I um, wrote the song Love and was able to uh, sample a portion of her original song, I Believe in Love, and create something new with it. And so she joins me on this title track, and uh, it is probably going to be the third single, uh, but I haven't decided yet. Third or the fourth, but it will be a single uh-huh. from the album. And um, it, it was a dream come true to create, and uh, the fact that I'm releasing it with her blessing and can showcase her and uh, reintroduce people to... Um, that classic song uh, is is a, a gift and a blessing. So I'm excited to share it with you guys. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, once again, my guest is Eris, and his website is Eris, A-R-I-S dot F-M. And be sure to go and buy his album Pulse, or his previous albums, or the singles off of his album Pulse. All of them. Everything. <laughs> buy it all. Well, thank you so much, sweetie. It's always such a pleasure. I love hanging out with you. Likewise. Let's do it more often and not on camera. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Well, once again, we're going to take this out with a song called Love by my guest, Eris. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, and enjoy, guys. See you soon. Hey, this is Eris, and you're listening to Artist Exposed with Tim Moss.
Yes, yes. Thank you to my guest, Eris. Thank you for sharing your music and your time and sitting down and chatting. We really, really appreciate it. And you're welcome back on my show anytime. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Artists Exposed with Tim Moss. Uh, This week, just be sure to tell the people in your life that you truly love, that you do love them. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Because when you send out pure love in this world, it just makes it a much, much better place to live. So until next week, this is Tim Moss from Artists Exposed with Tim Moss. Right here on Gay News America, saying have a wonderful, wonderful week. Well, we're going to take the rest of the hour out with one of my songs called Free Again. Enjoy. Well, now.